I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. It would seem that Unity attempted to learn a lesson? I don't really know what their plan is. Uh, and Ubisoft announced the next installment of a game without releasing the next installment of a game multiple next installments of a game <laughs> it's so ubisoft as classic ubisoft um and lots of microsoft leaks yeah there's a lot of that that'll probably take the majority of this podcast yeah yeah and tokyo game show and no bitches all right Gamers Through Podcasts, your weekly roundup of news and commentary related to the video game industry and anything else that might pique our interests. I just drank half that. Oh, I'm sure it was very refreshing. Uh, it might be the whole thing here the next time I do that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was. Uh, I went into making the doc. I uh, went in late, busy at work. You know, usually, usually I you know, do it at work because why not? <laughs> and <laughs> I went and be like, oh, really going to scrounge this week? I don't know. And then, like, there was like, no. No, uh, there's no, we have plenty. all this is going on. Yeah. Everyone's going to decide to backpedal on their bad decisions. Oh, here's a bunch of leaked documents. By the way, Tokyo <laughs> Game Show started. And, you know, and They're on the, a totally different day than you are, so it is, you're really least, fucked up. And it's the least interesting thing in this entire thing. Yeah. So uh, let's just go right into it with Gloomhaven coming to the Switch. New releases, by the way. Yeah. Gloomhaven to the Switch. Bit Trip Rerunner and Runner Maker for the PC. Dragon Air Silent Gods for the PC. Uh, number four, Matt. A, a fan favorite, culture favorite, our favorite. Farming Simulator 22. Oxbow Pack DLC. Um, have you ever? I've never heard this before. No, I'll let you finish. I don't want to sidetrack us. Thanks, Kanye. Number five, <laughs> Lies of P for PC, PlayStation, and Xbox. Number six, Mortal Kombat One for the PC, PlayStation, Xbox, and Switch. I say that joke like I'm not going to interrupt you later. Number seven, you suck at parking for PlayStation and Switch. That's like everyone these days. That's true. Everybody should probably play that game. Number eight, Party Animals for PC and Xbox. Also, play that game. Number nine, Witchfire for the PC. Number ten, Days of Doom for the PC, PlayStation, Xbox, and Switch. Number eleven, Hellsweeper VR for PC and PlayStation. 
Number 12, Payday 3, is officially here for PC, PlayStation, and Xbox. Number 13, Resident Evil 4 Remake Separate Ways DLC. Number 14, Super Adventure Hand for the PC and Switch. Number 15, Warhaven for the PC. Number 16, Cyber Citizen Shockman 2, A New Menace, Shock Harder. Not the last part's not true. Uh, PlayStation, Xbox, and Switch. Number 17, Shuyan Saga for the PlayStation, Xbox, and Switch. And number 18, my favorite game on this list, Slaps and Beans 2 for the PlayStation, Xbox, and Switch. Not true. Farming Simulator DLC is probably my hype. Farming Simulator! I'm, you know what I'm excited for is whenever this fucking next Mudrunner game comes out. Ooh, yeah, that's true. That's true. Big hype in that one. Yeah. Uh, All the slow progress you can wish for. <laughs> I'm really, I'm, I am like. Oh, I know. That's my favorite part is that I know you actually are Jones for it. And I like, oh, yeah. I like love that. I've, I've thought about playing SnowRunner again. I'm like, no, I should just wait. I should just wait and let the, just let it build. Let it, yeah, simmer. Yeah. Um, the oxbow. Edging for the new. Yeah, exactly. Edging. Yeah, yeah. Edging for some weird fucking. For, the, for new driving off, physics off, game. Off-roading logistics simulator. <laughs> um, the oxbow pack, the farming simulator oxbow pack, um, kicked my, like, reminded me. I'm reading a book. As I do, listening to a book. And it is about, essentially, um, the inherent racism between uh Japan and the US during World War Two. Okay. And I've because never why heard would it, why wouldn't we involve a war in one of your books? Yeah. I've never heard this term before and I had to Google it and like look it up, but apparently have you ever heard of the term Occidental? Nah, I don't I wanna say yes, but no, because I, I guarantee in my head I'm conflating it with like three other words. Uh, so it, this book refers, uses that term all the time, and apparently it just refers to Western society and like the Western Occidental. Occidental. What is that? What is it? Is there? Is there more? No. Like it that's means. A, it just essentially means like Western society and like Western white society, essentially. You Occidental bitch. <laughs> yeah, it's just it's weird. They kept bringing it up, and I was like, what is this? Like, I you could infer because of the context, because they kept, you know. But I was like, what di- what is this word? Anyways. um, What are you feeling? Odds? Evens? Uh, evens. All right. Even Steven. I'm going to kick it off with number one. Uh, Ubisoft has confirmed Tom Clancy's The Division 3 is now in development at Massive Entertainment. The Swedish studio currently working on Star Wars Outlaws and Avatar Frontiers of Pandora is uh, the original developer of The Division 1 and 2, as we know. Um, Ubisoft said that Massive is currently building a team for the third game in the series. Star Wars Outlaws creative director Julian Girardi has become executive producer for the Division franchise. The whole franchise. Uh, He will oversee all the Division games and products, including The Division 3. He originally joined Ubisoft in 1999 and has held various roles over the years, such as creative director of the crew, and served in the same position for The Division 1 and 2. 
so I thought I didn't. I thought you just fucking needed that. <laughs> the the panic that went through me. I don't know if you could see that. I did. That I just happened to hit my mic stand, and I thought I smacked a, a child off a countertop. Like that's the that's the reaction that went through my body. I'm like, oh god, no. <laughs> well, the angle you hit it at, I could very see it just like. Getting out of the hole. Oh, it's just like, whoop. Yeah, out of these good old $15 mic stands. A couple things here that we alluded to in the beginning of the podcast. Uh, Interesting tactic to announce the game prior to Heartland coming out. And isn't there another one? The the mobile one is Resurgence, but that's it's mobile. I I don't count that in there. And Resurgence, which partially counts. Um, And on top of that, add to the fact that Massive is also working on two games already. Right. Yeah. That are yes. pretty substantial games. Only very substantial. Yeah. Like only two IPs that are some of the most profitable IPs in Ever. movie history. Yeah. It's so my, uh it, my bigger concern was like, you guys haven't even released Heartland yet. Why are you talking about the Division Three? Like, I know it's why? just it was just a typical press release of like, hey, he's taking the role, like yada yada. And Heartland's probably done as far as like influence that he would have. Mm-hmm. I just so and the other two, frankly, probably are too. That's probably the next like the first thing that he would actually tackle from start to finish. But I'm just confused uh, as to what the benefit was from them and even in, even acknowledging that it exists. Yeah, there's only two things I can think of. Uh, shareholders. Next, and, next two years, and um, uh, like they know of a leak or something like that that was going to happen, or they they don't want to deal with right. And and when I say next two years, I mean like they're planning on it being out in the next two years. They think they think they think that they, they think they're going to be able to officially announce it at E three next year. They'll be able to build a, a main line. Division game in two years. I said what I said. I don't agree with them. I want to be clear about this. This isn't my prediction. I'm just telling you what our French compatriots think. <laughs> we shall make it I just, Ubisoft. The French are such an interesting people because they do so much. <laughs> I like that. Like Fuck if Massive's even French and Ubisoft. So now it's just the French. Now we've not even just like included. Clearly, when we clearly <laughs> stated that Massive is a Swedish studio. <laughs> a Swedish studio. It's Ubisoft. It's French. And then now, now we've taken it from not related and barely related to the French people, the entire country. <laughs> well, they're just interesting. People. On one hand, you know, they gave us, you know, they they gave us our country. They said, hey, we like what you're doing over there. Here's a Navy. Here's a Navy you can borrow. Here's, here's, here's General Lafayette who will he'll help you. Here's this copper statue. Exactly. Here's this giant symbol of your whatever. Don't ask and they also showed us how to use a guillotine. And they also gave us baguettes. And they gave us all these things. And then they said, hey, why don't we give you this pile of shit called Ubisoft as well? I just want to be clear of the amount of things you just listed. The pastry you chose. What, the baguette? It was a baguette. It's not even a pastry. There's a reason for that. I just I watched a YouTube video today of... um. 
uh, the Australian guys, Muddy Car Mods, and they were using the baguette. They had stuck a, a lapel mic into the tip of the baguette, and they were using it to interview people. Oh, okay, fair enough. Yeah, they were at Le Mans, so I say like were. you could have gone croissants. Yeah, I like beignets. croissants a lot, but Macarons. they're greasy and they're kind of difficult to eat gracefully because they, you know, they shed. Depends. I think it depends on the croissant. Yeah, I mean, that's probably true. I'm if you get one that's more dry, then it definitely disintegrates. Yeah. It gets crunchy and it goes away. But if you get a soft one... You and a lot of their pastries bother me because, like, the good stuff... Like, the fucking... What's the pastry? I think you might have said it. The one with... Eclair. It's It's like a pastry material, like a bag, like a croissant, but then there's, like, a single little strip of chocolate in the center. And I'm like, why do you even put that in there? So that could still be a croissant. They have... Or do you do you mean the one that I said the other one I said was beignet? Yeah, but that's more of like a yeah. powdered thing, I believe. Yep. This is a. It's got a name, but it is its structure is very much croissant like. There's also eclairs, which yeah, or custard inside. Yeah, uh, I got a hot take for you. I'm not a fan of pastries in general. Like a lot of traditional pastries that people go nuts for, I'm just like I don't, I don't. There's a lot of other things that I could eat. Get more enjoyment out of and aren't as messy to eat. That's why I hate salads. Really difficult to eat salads gracefully. Okay. I see how you got there. But you just went from pastries to salads and said, and that's why I can't <laughs> eat them. And I had to wait for the fucking hand, the shoe to drop because I was like, what is he Listen, you, you don't want to spend any time in this mind, man. I've spent enough. Mm. That's why I was so more, that's why I was more confused because it wasn't even a fucking right turn. It was All just, right. you jumped a gap. All right, let's get back. <laughs> let's get back on topic. Um, what was the topic? <laughs> the French. <laughs> What do you think? You think Division Three is going to be? Uh, is there any? Is there any hard wants you want? Division One. Okay. I know more, that, sound, that sounds like more Division I, One, less Division Two. Right. Scale it back. Like you don't need to do all this ridiculous. You made it almost a, at least for somebody that loved the seasonal aspect of Division of like mm-hmm. get in play a season. It was it was simple to figure out what you wanted to do for guns and like. Didn't or like even just a farm for that week of get in, yeah. do your one challenge mode, do these that reset daily, yada yada. And then I get in on two is way too two, complicated, and I'm like, I don't even know what to do anymore. It is not, it is not pick it up friendly. It is very convoluted in how they did systems, and I, it annoys me. Anyway, shall we talk about number two? Uh, yeah. I mean, if you say no, I don't know what to do. <laughs> nah, we shouldn't. <laughs> the UK's Competition and Markets Authority has taken a significant step forward in approving Microsoft's proposed acquisition of Activision Blizzard and aims to make a financial decision by October 6th. The regulator, which blocked the deal earlier this year, announced this morning that it believes the modified transaction Microsoft submitted last month addresses most of its concerns over whether the deal would harm competition, specifically in the cloud gaming space. Microsoft has proposed divesting the cloud gaming rights for all current Activision Blizzard titles, plus any released in the next 15 years to Ubisoft. The CMA said this sales of the cloud gaming rights 
will, quote, establish Ubisoft as a key supplier of content to cloud gaming services, replicating the role that Activision would have played in the market as an independent player, end quote. A couple other little things here. A collection of indie game makers are in favor of Microsoft's 69, nice, billion purchase of Activision Blizzard. The developer cohort includes Curve Games, Finji, I Am 8-Bit, and Strange Scaffold. And, psych! As of today, the CMA has provisionally approved the deal. Microsoft and the CMA are working out some limited residual concerns. We're so close. I feel pretty good when I don't flub it, uh, an article. Yeah, that was good. I noticed halfway through, I'm like, I've been moving, and I haven't fucked up yet. Yeah, don't do it. Because the moment, I, the, the moment I acknowledge it, I got worried. Yeah. yeah. Like the next mind. thing I think of, I'm going to say... Yeah, but yeah. So, all right. Hey, we're making progress. We're Not there. the most important Microsoft thing to come out of this week. No, a lot of Microsoft stuff in here sprinkled in. <laughs> ooh, a little bit of Microsoft here. Ooh, a little bit of ooh, Microsoft. Ooh, piece of candy. <laughs> <laughs> there's there's times where I do ooh, piece of candy, and nobody like even reacts in the same way, and I'm like, I fucking miss Matt, man. <laughs> They'll learn someday. No, they won't. I don't yeah, have time to teach these kids. <laughs> these damn kids. <laughs> How do I reach these kids? <laughs> Get off my lawn. Me. Quite literally. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Number three. Glenn Schofield is leaving Striking Distance Studios to, quote, pursue new opportunities, end quote. As reported by Bloomberg, Schofield left the studio voluntarily alongside Chief Operating Officer Stacy Harada and Chief Financial Officer Johnny Su, um, Chief Development Officer Steve Papoutis has been appointed as the new CEO. Papoutis, it's a weird one. Previously worked with Schofield at Visceral Games. Schofield. Um, Joined parent company Crafton in 2019 to launch Striking Distance Studios. There, he created the Callisto Protocol, a spiritual successor to the original Dead Space. So that was a big old, let's, uh, you know what? I had this idea. I wanted to do it. It didn't work out. You know, let's just, let's just have a uh, friendly, friendly, uh, don't let the door hit you on the way out situation. No, not really that bad. Curious to see where he goes. Um, just, you know, just out of curiosity, no other reason. It, that's basically what I'm kind of at as the curious angle because Callisto clearly flopped. Mm-hmm. And it was terrible for them to have Dead Space come out right after. Yep. And do better. So. Yep. I'm curious how this works though, because like striking distance studios, like I don't, I feel like it was that, like yeah, it was it was clearly put together for for, for that, that and him, for him, but, yeah. And like, is this a situation? The the thing is though, I, they put out the game technically was fine, I think, right? Uh, like from a non buggy perspective, yeah, just as a as a game. Yeah. So maybe they keep it maybe they keep the studio and and like clearly he he put together a studio that can build a ga- a game. Yes, they can they can build a game. I think they ran into a couple of glaring issues. 
uh, in like game design. Yeah. Of how like combat worked and yeah. other systems they put yeah. in. I, their issues were creative, other, creative design. Yeah. And uh, then they made the other problem of like focusing on having famous people as the actors. Yeah. Which does not make me want to play your game. Yeah. Even though what's her name is very attractive. The Asian woman? Yeah. Oh, it's gonna bug me. I don't remember her name. I don't remember either, but she really she really got me going when she ripped the uh, dude in half from the boys. Yeah. Oh, what the hell's her name? Not Kira. Oh, it's gonna bug me. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. I'll be glad she ripped that dude in half. <laughs> Oh, it's such a good sentence. I was like, yeah, do that to my dick. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, I'm right, sure. Number four. <laughs> I'm sure when we find out where Schofield goes, it'll it'll pop up as a, a short thing. Massive. You got to hear the first to learn to preach Swedish. Swedish. He's the creative director of Tom the, Clancy's the new. Three. No, Tom Clancy's new Ghost Recon. Sure. Glenn Schofield does Splinter Cell. Glenn Schofield does Siphon Filter. Jade Empire. Jesus, now we're just, <laughs> now we're just naming now things. We're just naming things. <laughs> Number four, EA's, Cri- EA's Criterion Studio has moved divisions to work on the Battlefield franchise. The UK studio was previously under the EA Sports banner but will now operate under Vince Zampella's group with EA Entertainment. I, I, I feel I have the need every time I see EA. EA. EA it's Sports. In it's in the game. Criterion is famous for burnout and need for speed, but it has worked on several Battlefield and Battlefront games before and is familiar with the Frostbite engine. Alongside Battlefield, Criterion will continue to lead development on future need for speed titles. Why? Why did you buy Codemasters? The firm joins a roster of Battlefield Studios that include DICE, Ripple Effect, and Ridgeline. EA's other racing studio, Codemasters, will continue to operate under EA Sports, where it is developing officially licensed F1 and World Rally Car games. World Rally Car or World Rally Circuit? World Rally Circuit? World, World Rally Championship. Championship, that is correct. I like that one a lot better. Um, Do you think Vince just kind of like... you think he has enough sway to where he's like... I want that. I want that, yeah. And they, they're just like, okay. I, I picture him in a meeting, not even saying that, but in a meeting with everybody going, Criterion's part of EA Entertainment now. And they're all just like, what? Oh, okay. None of us can really argue with you. <laughs> they, but they're all just like shooting each other's glances like can we stop him <laughs> can we say no no okay uh how long before vince just like kind of slowly like it's the the little hitler he's... skit where he's just like <laughs> teacher i need criterion's <laughs> development team as well <laughs> oh. masters just over there not my problem Oh. <laughs> uh... <sighs> now it's my problem. Oh, it's been a while since so I watched that. Oh, now we're into some Where's long stuff. Pulaski? 
Why'd I do this to myself? Such a scamp. <laughs> so good. It's a, it's a work of art. It really is. All right. It's, it's up there with the, their Star Wars stuff. They're both just so good. We're into a long one now. Did you order a new Death Star on that torso light right here? <laughs> <laughs> the one, the skit with the space, the space slugs or whatever the fuck, space worms. <laughs> that one, I don't know what it is, but it fucking kills me. Where they like pops out after the, the Millennium Falcon <laughs> flies away and he's like, do you want to get Chinese? Like, <laughs> yeah, I fucking yeah, lose it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Um, Earlier this week, a collection of documents leaked, which were intended as exhibits in Microsoft's court battle against the Federal Trade Commission. Well, Xbox boss Phil Spencer has since emphasized that the information contained is outdated with conversations and documents spread across 2020 to 2022. They at least give details on Xbox strategy and priorities at the time. So let's review them. Um, we're, we're not going to go into deep, deep dive into these. I'm it's literally just, I'm going to zip through what it is, and then, like, if you want to chit-chat about it, we can. Uh, despite Microsoft's talk of taking the console industry beyond generations, the company is still planning to release another Xbox console as of spring 2022. The aim was to launch the successor to the Series X and S in 2028, um, giving the current generation eight-year life cycle. Thoughts on that? I mean, eight years makes sense. Yeah. That was the conversation I was having at work a little bit with uh, one of the guys as as this stuff was coming out. And we're just kind of like looking at the the stuff we're about to talk about, but like the, the console like redesign and some other things. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, that puts it at 28. That's eight years. It's... His comment was that it was far out. Like it's five years. You know, it's technically yeah. five, almost four years at this point to be looking into the future. And I'm like, it is for like you're you're gonna be planning that, but like technology by that time will still change mm-hmm. year over year. The improvements that you can start putting yeah. in consoles and, will still be drastic. But and it's uh, still a lot okay of the changes think, happening now are software changes, right? And it's still okay to think like strategy and kind of what like you're talking to creative leads and studios and being like, hey, if you know we own all of you now in five years, what could you potentially do with like a launch title and you know stuff mm-hmm. like that? So. You can start having like kind of those conversations and like strategy things, but I don't think you can really start having like tech conversations yet. Yeah. Yeah, I mean I think eight years is fine. Yeah, I don't I don't have any problem with it. I would rather them do eight years. I this the eight years isn't the problem I have. The problem I have is what we're gonna talk about in a minute. All right. Um also for twenty twenty eight, Microsoft has been planning a hybrid Xbox platform for cloud gaming. That would leverage the combined power of the client and cloud. The new device would be aimed at a price point of less than $99. Um, This kind of probably is the natural culmination of that whole Microsoft stick thing, Xbox stick thing. Yeah, it's eventually got to come out. Yeah. There's no way. I think it also comes out before 28. Uh, Yeah. I think a, I'll say this, I think a version of it comes out before 28. Then I think the improved version comes out in 28. Yeah. Like the 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 old uh, what was the Google Kick was the Stadia and then the Chromecast like Pro yeah mm-hmm. one of those type of things because they already have the whole thing where like you can just play it on a Samsung TV yeah get the, the Xbox Game app Hub. on a Samsung TV it's mm-hmm. like okay so how about I just get a dongle and do the same thing well maybe that's the plan maybe they slowly roll it out to devices that they can 
and then you Just know, kind of get people acclimated to it, type of thing, yeah. and then drop like a more premium when device. When does the Xbox app end up on Netflix? Ooh, I don't know. That's tough. Just that's because... like a that's like a weird power play because of what Netflix is already trying to do. Yeah. Although we kind of get into that in a little bit as well. Alrighty. Um, in the meantime, another document revealed plans for a mid-generation hardware refresh. The Xbox Series X upgrade, codenamed uh, Brooklyn, would be a cylinder a cylindrical console with two terabytes of storage and no disk drive. Uh, it was slated to launch in October 2024 for $499. Do you want me to do the yes. Series S as well? Yep. Uh, the Xbox Series S refresh, codenamed Elwood, would have the same form factor and one terabyte of storage. Uh, the planned launch date was August 2024 with a price tag of $299. So, um, let me, actually, I'll, just, I'll do okay. the next one too because yep. it's relevant. Both consoles would feature faster Wi-Fi, reduced power, and come bundled with a refresh controller that features haptic feedback and a swappable rechargeable battery. Uh, this gamepad is said to arrive in May of 2024, although there is no word on price tag. Yeah. Okay, so. There's also talk about that uh, gamepad having lift power yeah, gyro. stuff. No, no, like put the power on from yep. like, when you pick it up. Uh, yeah. Haptics, gyro, um, and then, yeah, the the automatically turn on when you yeah. sense is being lifted. So here's my quick thing. Yeah. This is the part I don't like. Same. I don't like mid cycle hardware refreshes when you haven't finished leveraging your current hardware. I don't mind like revisions. Mm-hmm. I should say that. Like I don't mind the, the what they already announced with the S where they're like, we're gonna make a one terabyte version. Yeah. Okay, cool. Sunset the 500 gig one. Let's go one terabyte and, and yeah, and they've done fine. that in the past. Like that, that's fine with me. Don't do the 360 thing. Holy Christ, the 360 thing irritated the shit out of me. You remember how many SKUs there were? Yeah, they were SKU happy. With there was that. the 120. There was the 256. There was the 12. There was the four. There was the Connect one. There was not the Connect one. There was the fucking Connect them all. Oh, stop it. Yeah, just. I mean, move. I think the X. Did the Xbox One have a significant mid-cycle refresh? Yes, they went to the One X. Oh yeah, that's right. The they Xbox did the whole... One X box. Mm-hmm. Hi, do that's you have a right. box for your One X Xbox 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 box? I do remember handling the Xbox One like that, where they they basically replaced a skew with another skew, but that skew had like one terabyte instead of five gigs yeah. or whatever it was. I, was so like, I don't oh, mind okay, cool. I don't mind those little things, though I always am annoyed when they do that and it's like, well, why wasn't the one terabyte just in it from the freaking store? Mm. Um but I don't mind those because it's just more of a storage upgrade, not an actual like full redo. But then they start doing these full redos and they're like, oh we've now made the next most powerful one. Okay. You already made the mistake with the S and the Xbox One X and the Series X. That the Xbox One X is more powerful than the S, mm-hmm. but not as powerful as the Series X. Mm-hmm. So now you've got this weird clusterfuck, and you want to now put more into that, where now your S upgrade probably only equals the Xbox One X. If that, well, I don't even think it would come that far. If, the it mid, might. The, the thing about the mid-cycle refresh that kills me is it's not, there's no performance gained. 
the performance you gain is nothing that a, a someone would notice because it's it's severe it's, diminishing returns. The only time you're going to notice it is if they were doing something like the the whole performance mode versus whatever thing, where if they said now you can run at 4K 120. Yeah, and then it's all just like they're they're moving down to a smaller uh smaller node. So like it's you know it saves power and less heat, smaller power supply, yeah. and like. Saves them money, all that good stuff. So, like, and if you're somebody that can afford it to turn in your old one and buy the new one, you can probably, mm-hmm. you probably won't, you know, feel that bad about doing yeah. it. But, like, for the majority of people, it's just not worth it at all. Yeah. I mean, the mid cycle, what annoys me about it is I wish it was more, like you were saying, more of a revision than an actual redesign. Because, like, if you did a mid cycle refresh and it was like a, you know, we're putting in these newer components because it'll be cheaper for us, more energy efficient. And we're going to shrink the packaging a little bit, but the functionality is going to be identical. Then, by all means, go for it. But redesigning it into a cylinder, removing the disk drive, keeping the price the same. It's why I wish they, like, they would just um, that they would design a modular console. Yeah. And obviously, the, it's harder said than done. But like, you can do this and then say, we're dropping the new board. Yeah, here's the new stuff that it does all of these things. You buy this, take it home, press here, slide out the old one, slide in the new one. There you go. You know, it's just I don't know. It whatever. It's annoying, but she just, we, everyone should play on computers. PlayStation's gonna do the same thing. So. All right. Um, oh, and I'm also annoyed that it's Elwood as one word, not two. Okay. Legally blonde. Never seen it. L. L. Is she L Woods or L Wood? L Woods, I think. So that's the name of that character. But then I also have Blues Brothers, so that's kind of where I'm at with Elwood. Yeah. Cause I'm a soul man. Uh, yet another document revealed the upcoming lineup <laughs> Sorry, stuck for uh, the, the prison scene stuck in my head now <laughs> for the Bethesda studios, um, including Dishonored 3, remasters of Elder Scrolls 4 Oblivion and Fallout 3, a Ghostwire Tokyo sequel, an unannounced game based on a licensed IP, and nine free to play and or mobile titles. What are you thinking about that? Um, Any, like, what's your in this list? Rank your hype, top to bottom, or bottom to top, whichever one you want to do. I mean, obviously, the mobile free to play games are probably bottom. Let's lump them all together. You think you you would potentially risk the idea that a free to play game is not up to your standard? Yes. Okay. That's that's fine. Um. Oh, I don't know. Maybe... I'd argue for me, Ghostwire Tokyo sequel is below that. See, I the one person I know who played that game really liked it and said it was good. Okay. Which is interesting to me. Because of the person or because of the game? Because I trust their opinion enough to be intrigued. <laughs> to be curious. I trust their opinion enough to be to acknowledge it. <laughs> Well, I mean, that's high praise for me, generally. True, I'm like, um, I really have no interest in Dishonored 3. But I feel dirty 
uh, putting <laughs> remasters on the top of the list. So I don't know with this. I just don't know. Right. I was just curious. Uh, fuck Oblivion. Just, yeah. Just so I can get somebody to message me angry thoughts about how, what do you mean you didn't notice at the end of the sewers where they told you you needed to go? Uh, I think all three would be interesting, but I don't know. Bethesda in the word remaster. It's what weird. What does that mean? Yeah, I don't know. That's, it's hard for, that's the, that's, it's funny you say that because it's hard for me to imagine a remaster of either of these games. Yeah. Um, done, when done by Bethesda. Yeah. If you told me somebody else was doing it. That's kind of where I'm also weirded out by I'd this. Be more I'm like, why wouldn't you have another studio do this? Like, that's the only make any own sense. 85 of them. Yeah. Um, honestly, I think out of Oblivion and Fallout 3, I'd probably be more likely to, more likely to play an Oblivion remaster than Fallout 3 remaster. But I think it has more to do with like I think we're on the opposite side of that, but I I can I can also see that though. I know Oblivion is loved by a lot of people. Yeah, I liked it. I mean I just I think I'm more jonesing for Elder what Scrolls if the than Fallout. Fallout 3 remaster was done by Obsidian. See, that's what I was kinda hoping. Is that something that, like that? That would, would be the greatest fuck yourself that I've ever seen. <laughs> hey, uh, I know you guys made one and two and then we dumped you for three. You remaster it? <laughs> like that would be just the, after they still haven't released Outer Wilds two or Worlds two. Yeah, I mean that's that would be fun. But watching, like watching the Oblivion or the uh, Obsidian Twitter account congratulate them on the Starfield launch, I just wanted to see the like behind the scenes of the amount of teeth gritting that was happening as they were smiling, sending that tweet, going, "I hope you guys are having a real fucking good time over there." Uh, there's no way that Microsoft hasn't had to stop at least two boardroom fights. <laughs> no, I bet. No, I bet. I bet Microsoft is like, do you guys want to do a new Vegas too, or something in the Fallout universe? I oh, no. there's no way they wouldn't I because would, I would love, people would eat that up. Oh, for sure. But I would love them to be just saying it as like gaslighting. Like oh, in, just leading them in, a, in a boardroom meeting of. Bethesda like mouthing off and I'm just looking over to Obsidian and going do you guys want to like remaster New Vegas and then glancing back over Bethesda like fucking say something else and watch what I get them to do for you (laughs) say something try me fuck you shut up know how much people like them versus you right now (laughs) understand the power they wield (laughs) they're the favorite child oh oh did you did you want the fallout IP back Sure, sure. No, 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 no. Trust me. You got Starfield now. They're moving on. Elder Scrolls is still theirs, but you want Fallout back? Perfect. Bethesda, they get to do Fallout now. And Bethesda just going, well, but I was the favorite. (laughs) (laughs) All right, here's another big one. An internal email from Phil Spencer detailed his ambitions for Microsoft to acquire Nintendo saying that it would be, quote, a good move for both companies, end quote. However, he acknowledged an acquisition would be difficult as Nintendo is, quote, sitting on a big pile of cash, end quote, and it would take, quote, a long time for Nintendo to see that their future exists off their own hardware. A long time, end quote. Um, 
before we talk right, about I that, I have a sneeze button. It's true. Uh, for fun, here's a list of all the companies Microsoft entertained buying. Thunderful, Supergiant Games, Niantic, Playtrix, Zynga, Bungie, IO Interactive, Scopely, Sega, CD Projekt Red, From Software, Square Enix, Larian Studios, and Remedy. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems. But getting therapy has its own problems, too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and, of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable, too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. So, the quick conversation I saw was, if they bought Nintendo, you'd actually have like some antitrust things probably going down. Yeah, that was my first thought too. Is that what happened? I think that is true. You one hundred percent would have antitrust problems. Yeah. Uh, two feels there's nothing that he says where it's like me. People are like, oh my god, there's no way he actually thinks they would do that. And I'm like, no, you know, you if you're them, you one hundred percent think you can do that. Yeah. But you also are correct in immediately going, you have to convince them that they need to not be on their own hardware, mm-hmm. which you'll never do. Yeah. Like, it is a mountain to climb, but it is a pot at the end of a rainbow, like, if you caught them. Oh, yeah. Massive. It's like basically um, owning a, a fucking printing press for money. Yeah, it's it's fucking real estate. The... The thing that kills me is that people see this and they're like, oh, my God, this email. I'm like, this has been rumored, or at least you and I have talked about this for five years. If you're Phil Spencer and you don't think about buying Nintendo or if you don't think about buying Sony just for the joke of it. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of like it's like it's like the equivalent of like all of the ridiculous war plans from the Cold Wars that the U.S. had and Soviet Union. Yeah, they're they're ridiculous. Their plans were. What if we buy Russia? 
That is the equivalent of the plan. <laughs> you, it'd be dereliction it's, it's, of duty if you didn't think about it. It's the fucking, it's an Always Sunny episode where it just says, the gang buys Microsoft. <laughs> that's the level that you have to think of. Yeah. That's where that's where you get these wild things like, oh my god, Microsoft's buying Activision Blizzard? How the fuck that There's happened? no way they had nuke weaponized duck models and you're like, but what if they did? And exactly. that's where we end up. Exactly. But you're not telling me that there's no way that that tank's just a blow-up inflatable. Right. <laughs> Meanwhile, there's just a guy with like a fan. Just, it was just exhausted because he's been blowing it up with like an air mattress with no motor just (laughs) 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 three passed out corpses next to him because he's the fourth one left ah motherland Um, it's just like you you would think of that yeah it makes sense Mm -hmm. it's it would 100% cause an antitrust problem and you would not be able to complete the purchase you'd have to have Nintendo like collapse yeah, for you to be not antitrust in order to take it, mm-hmm. and it's not the first time this has come up. You and I specifically have talked about, well, what if they just bought Nintendo? Whether that was out of our ass or not, clearly Phil listens to the show. Yeah, obviously, we have all the good ideas. Yeah, Phil, I miss you, buddy. We got to catch up sometime. <laughs> all right, one internal email exchange from May 2022 saw Spencer and Microsoft's VP of Gaming Business Development, Sarah Bond. Bond. Sarah Bond. Sarah Bond. She takes martinis uh, stirred. Oh, not shaken. shaken. (laughs) So different. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Discussing how how much it would cost to bring AAA titles to Xbox Game Pass. Estimates ranged from $300 million for Star Wars Jedi Survivor and $250 million for Mortal Kombat 1. To $5 million for Return to Monkey Island. There was a whole list. So you can check it out if you're curious. A heavily redacted slide deck revealed that most Xbox Game Pass subscribers pay full price and use the service on console. As of April 2022, 33.6 million Xbox users were paying for subscriptions. 21.9 21.9 of a million of which were for Game Pass. Uh, I'm assuming Game Pass on console. Um, some documents also pointed to what would force Microsoft to leave the game industry. Um, if the acquisition of ABK didn't go through, then Microsoft would be likely to bail in the games market, which I don't believe that. Also, if Game I Pass. Mean, let's put it this way that statement is true. It's just that the percentage is so small. Yeah. If it go if it doesn't go through, yes, they are more likely from one percent to one point zero five. It does increase. <laughs> it's just so hard to believe. Uh also it was said that if Game Pass subscribers off console don't increase by twenty twenty seven, then Microsoft will evaluate if it should continue with gaming. Um so right before a new console. Yeah, which that's <sighs> It also depends on what they mean by continue with gaming versus continue with, like, would they just stay as a publisher mm. and do that thing and then just leave the console market and just publish everywhere and be like, whatever. I don't know. I So I'm not, uh, I'm not, not putting much weight in it. Yeah, th- that part seems really outlandish. Anyway, let's move right on. Anything else about Microsoft? 
Uh, not now. All right. Let's talk about Unity then. Unity has promised to change its proposed new policy of charging developers a fee every time their game is installed, although it has yet to release the details of these changes. Uh, I believe it did technically kind of today. Yeah, it's at the bottom. Okay. In an apology post on Twitter, the company once again... Fuck you, Max. The company once again acknowledged the ongoing backlash from developers. Quote, we have heard you. We apologize for the confusion and angst the runtime fee policy we announced on Tuesday caused. We are listening, talking to our team members, community, customers, and partners, and will be making changes to the policy. We will share an update in a couple of days. Thank you for your honest and critical feedback. End quote. Today, Unity announced some changes to their new policy. There will be no runtime fee on games built on Unity Personal, which will remain free. They will also be increasing the financial threshold of Unity Personal from $100,000 to two hundred, and will remove the requirement to use the Made with Unity splash screen at the beginning of the game. Unity also said, quote, For games that are subject to the runtime fee, we are giving you a choice of either a 2.5% revenue share or the calculated amount based on the current based on the number of new people engaging with your game each month. Both of these numbers are self-reported from data you already have available, end quote. I don't they don't know what the fuck's going on. It's a good start, but whole oh, you your bad faith is too high. Yeah, you the hole is so deep. Right yeah, now. you almost had to overcorrect, which is to say, roll everything back and then pay every developer. Yeah. <laughs> what? I don't know. Who thought this was a good idea when like Epic with Unreal Engine is kind of killing it right now? Yep. Anyway, speaking of Unity, developers of indie puzzle game Organizer have claimed that Unity said organizations like Planned Parenthood are not valid charities and are instead political groups. Uh, Unity has said that the runtime fee will not apply to charity games. Lizard Factory reached out to the company to clarify their game would be exempt from the plan. Since their profit is donated to Planned Parenthood and C.S. Mott Children's Hospital. However, Unity reportedly said their partners were not valid charities and were viewed as political groups. Developers are considering a move to open source game engine uh, uh, Godot. 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 Like Gal Godot. She spells it with an A, but yeah. That's someone. You know what? You two need to get together and get on the same fucking page. Me and Gal Godot? <laughs> no, uh, Godot Game Engine and Gal Godot. Oh. Uh, quote, but we will have to recode our entire game because we refuse to give you a dime. This is mafia-style shakedown, nothing more, nothing less, end quote. God damn it. I didn't get the EVE Online story. <laughs> Isn't it just a fan con? Uh, it's a fan fest, bro. I know, but it's not the not the fun stories. I mean, it's it, they announced a lot of stuff. Okay, fair enough. But it's not like Eve not online, Eve online lost a hundred thousand dollars again. Type no, thing. it's not that fun. I mean, it's kind of fun because of it's you Eve. know, like they're crazy because they're doing the same thing over and over again, expecting a different result. Uh huh. Do you know the definition of insanity? Yeah. As I say with my giant Bowie knife and the sweet mohawk. My name is Voss. Prepare to die. <laughs> <laughs> I kidnap your friends. Prepare to die. <laughs> so this is a weird crossover. Princess Bride and. Far Cry. 
Uh, number eight, apparently EVE Online is having a fan fest in Iceland on the same weekend as Tokyo Game Show. Which do you think gets more attention? Formula One race. And then <laughs> that Technically, yes, more than both of those. <laughs> the next expansion for the 20-year-old Space Sandbox MMO is called Havoc, and it's focused on new factional gameplay for players who align with the chaotic and criminal element of New Eden. How about a mobile game? Eve Galaxy Conquest is a multiplayer four times strategy game that puts you in command of your own outpost and an entire fleet. In typical four times fashion, four X fashion, I'm going to say instead of times, four X fashion, a foray into a contested star sector will begin with a humble stronghold surrounded by unexplored space, which can be captured exploited for resources, and fought over. Galaxy Conquest is PvP-centric, with the ability to form alliances with and backstab other players to reach the center of the map and take on a difficult final challenge. This will involve exploring, mining resources, building and upgrading fleets, and navigating player-driven politics in a similar vein to the MMO. How about another stab at an EVE Online integrated first-person shooter? EVE Vanguard is an Unreal Engine 5 sandbox multiplayer FPS module for EVE Online. And if that wasn't enough adjectives, here's the rest. Some of you might remember Dust 514. EVE Vanguard is different in several ways, though. Firstly, good word, it's being labeled an EVE Online module and will be free for Omega subscribers. <laughs> Didn't know Yvonne Line has a subscription service. <laughs> I didn't know they had it called Omegas. It's currently unclear whether the game can be purchased or accessed without the Omega subscription to Eve Online. Still. Uh, secondly, it's specifically targeting the PC platform. Players take on the role of the Vanguard, described by CCP as a new generation of war clones fighting for their survival and the liberation of their consciousness. It's kind of weird. <laughs> the game will impact EVE Online right away the, through a mechanic called Frontline Corruption. More interoperability is due to be introduced over time. That's EVE Online still kicking. I don't like it. I don't like it either. It doesn't flow. It's just words shoved together for no reason. English. True. Um, thoughts, comments, concerns? Nah, man, it's Eve. It is Eve. Eve is like this. I don't know. It's this like mystical creature that's like doesn't really make sense. Is. It is, but you're still like watching it because like it's like it's like a it's slow a, car. It's, it's like a car crash. You can't want to take your eyes away. But it's not. That's the thing. Yeah. It's a beautiful like. Cosmos that you don't know what you're looking at. Yeah, it's like the abyss. Yeah, and if you stare long enough into it, they'll stare back at you. <laughs> that is Eve. Yeah, Eve is the abyss. That's wild. All right, Tokyo Game Show is happening this week. Uh, some of the showcases have already happened. Let's uh, let's recap. Uh, we're gonna kick it off with the good old Xbox digital showcase. So here's everything that was revealed at it. 
Uh, two Ori characters are coming to Party Animals next Monday. Ace Attorney Phoenix Wright Trilogy joins Xbox Game Pass on September 26th. A uh, new trailer for Paul World hitting Xbox in 2024. A closer look at Persona 5 Tactica ahead of its November Game Pass release. New Forza Motorsports trailer with a focus on the Japanese Hakon track. Uh, Octopath Traveler 2 is uh, coming to Xbox in early 2024. Althea, The Wrath of a Fairy, fa- whatever, is a fantasy adventure game coming soon to Xbox. Another trailer for Minkyo's uh, Night Market, which is coming to Game Pass in October. A closer look at Persona 3 Reload ahead of its 2024 Game Pass release. Fallout 76 Atlantic City's first update arrives December 5th. I can't believe they're still updating that game. Kind of interesting. We got a new trailer for Woe Long Fallen Dynasty's next DLC, which is launching September 27th. That's next week. That's Wednesday. There's a lot of Japanese stuff in this one. Like a I drag- wonder why. I know, right? What? <laughs> <laughs> There's... There's a lot of America in my hamburger. America. America. Uh, like a dragon, Gaiden, the man who erased his name, joins Gaiden. Xbox Game. Gaiden? Gaiden? Gaiden. Ninja Gaiden, Ninja Gaiden. I don't know. I'm going to say Gaiden, and okay. I'm going to let somebody else yell at me about it. Like a dragon, Gaiden, the man who erased his name, joins Xbox Game Pass on November 9th. Like a dragon, Ishin will also join Xbox Game Pass. At the same time. Or at some point in 2023 is what it says. Um, Probably before is my guess. Uh, ended up trailer for Ayudin Chronicle. 100 Heroes, which is coming to Game Pass in 2024. The Elder Scrolls Online is launching in Japan with full localization on November 15th. Um, new Player Unknown Battlegrounds uh, Arangel update is coming in October. My Lovely Empress is an Empire Management Sim heading to Xbox in 2024. Interesting. Exo Primal Season 2 begins October 18th on Game Pass. And a first look at gameplay for Hotel Barcelona from Suda51 and Sweary65 arriving in 2024. That's a lot of stuff that I didn't know what any of that meant. So, anything you want to comment on on Xbox? Uh, no, I was just pumped about the Like a Dragon stuff. More Like a Dragon stuff, then. Uh, like a Dragon Direct. There was... I, I tried to get a recap of the Direct, but I think the Direct was solely about Like a Dragon Infinite Wealth. Yeah, basically, yeah. Uh, which is releasing January 26th. And uh, Kiru-chan is back. So, which I've... I read some sad news on that. Well, I didn't watch the trailer. Did you? Did you? Nope. There's a really long story trailer. Oh, okay. And apparently, do you want me to ruin it for you, what was in the story trailer? Are you sure? Apparently he has cancer. Oh, well, I mean, he's immortal. It's whatever. I'm fine with it. I don't know, man. I'd be worried. I bet he finds a way to beat it. Okay. He is immortal. All right. I mean, that's, it's also, like, he's doing... And man, he's playable. He's doing Man he's Who characters. Forgot His Name. Or Man Who Lost His Name. Mm-hmm. Whatever. Got rid of his name. Whatever the fuck yeah. it is. He's doing that one Man first. Man who raised his name or whatever. Yeah. Man with no name. He's doing that, and then he's doing Infinite Wealth. Okay. Like, character timeline-wise. Mm-hmm. But then that still has to lead into, like, the next one where we're into out of the Like a Dragon series, and we're just now into Yaxa, whatever. Mm-hmm. So. 
Something's happening. Uh, 505 Games had a little bit of a digital showcase. There's a whole slew of Japanese stuff that was just was too Japanese for me. And they also said Ghost Runner 2 uh, has a playable de- demo out for PS5, Xbox Series, and PC. Cool. Um, is it worth just saying Capcom and then moving on? Or is there actually something? I don't it? know what's in this article, so I'm going to pull it up and look at it. Um, but while I'm pulling it up, Tekken 8 had... I don't I don't even know why these guys need their own showcases, but whatever. Tekken 8 did a thing. Apparently, Panda is a playable uh, character. I don't know what the fuck that means. Panda. Yeah, it's a panda, but yeah. they refer to it as Panda like it's a, like it's a specific panda. His name is Panda. This is so confusing. Listen. So I'm pretty sure the tiger is named King. This doesn't make any sense. Why is the tiger named King, but the panda's panda? It's kind of rude. All right. Capcom. Uh, Apollo Justice Ace Eternity Trilogy gets a release date. Exoprimal, Monster Hunter uh, Now. Street Fighter 6's AKA claws her way into the fray. That's it. More Capcom. All right, then. Know what that time is, then. It's time for the Rumor Roundup. Rumor Roundup. Sorry, I don't know why I got all excited about that. I don't know why you got excited and stopped when I clearly was giving you time to... I was introducing you and then fan applause. Yeah. (sighs) Yeah. Bungie's new IP codenamed Gummy Bears will be powered by Unreal Engine. I'm a gummy bear. Gummy bear! Oh my god, that tastes delicious. How much shit is Bungie working on? Uh, That's that's three three games. They worked on, they literally worked on one game for fucking like two decades. And it's had one of the best bugs in it recently. Which one's that? Oh, sorry, not talking about Halo. I'm talking about Destiny 2. Yeah. So the best bug was apparently well, you and I have been out of the Destiny two game for yes, a while. A long time. You can craft weapons. Yeah. Which is to say like you rip powers out of like mythics and legendaries and put them onto other things. Okay, they have a crafting system. <laughs> okay, got it. Yes, yeah, so they have a crafting system, but you can rip powers out mm-hmm. and then put them on other guns. Yeah. And I think there's supposed to be something like you can only have one or the other or whatever. Yeah. But people were able to put them together on guns. So they were like stacking crazy, right? So somebody had like an LMG that fired at a stupid amount of speed. That when it fired was firing grenades, and it was just it was fucking. People were getting one tapped in PvP, and it's it's been like a two week long thing watching Bungie go. I don't know how we're going to find the fixes. (laughs) Like, I'm just like trying to tiptoe through fixing it and then being like, just enjoy it for now. Cause like, we don't know what to do. (laughs) It just blows my mind. Cause like, I mean, Destiny 1, Destiny 2, they could be the same fucking game. Yeah. Um, and now all of a sudden they're like, which the track record for those games isn't spectacular. And now they're going to, be juggling three, three projects yeah. but that's you know the power of sony yeah. um what's also impressive though about all the the weapon bullshit is that the engine doesn't die yeah like this person is just dumping how many explosions into the world mm-hmm. and the game's like yeah sure all right, yeah, whatever i did see a lot of chat about about them using the unreal engine and people actually not being not liking it 
it's it's in the it depends on what the game is for me because maybe their engine just is not suited to do it. Which that was the conversation where the discussion ended up where they were like, well, Bungie's games, this whole thing about their games is they are, you know, the feel of, of gunplay. But if they're making a game that's totally different than anything they've ever made and they don't need to worry about, you know, the, the iconic b- Bungie and, yeah. feel, then they can use whatever engine they want. Yep. Apparently, Sony Bend is teasing some siphon filter action, probably the original games making their way to PlayStation Plus. Yeah, wouldn't get too excited. Some performance talk about Switch 2. While docked, the console's performance is roughly 15% within the range of an Xbox Series S, but only with the help of NVIDIA DLSS and not at native resolutions. In handheld mode, the console's performance is comparable to that of the Asus ROG Ally handheld. So, there you go. Yeah. Rumors. Rumors. All right, now for our short stuff that we didn't write Mock. full paragraphs on. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Ubisoft is the latest publisher trying to bring its developers back to the office. This week marked the beginning of a requirement for Ubisoft Montreal employees to work on site at least two days each week. Oh, uh-huh, you must bring one baguette. Each. It's gotten real bad the past couple of day, weeks with the work from oh, work yeah. work at office shit. It's funny about you know working in the office and there's going to be a government shutdown and everybody in Congress is going to go home instead of getting shut in the office like they should figure it out. The latest uh, news has the has half the government really fucking panties all bunched up. Because um, <laughs> the the Pentagon exempted uh, Ukraine funding from the shutdown, so it'll continue on. Goes, and, yeah. and so naturally, half the government was like, <laughs> you know, and also the other half was going. <laughs> <laughs> and then they were all going home and fucking lighting their cigars with their fucking million dollar bills, um. No, they were smoking their million-dollar bills, oh. lighting it with a cigar. <laughs> <laughs> oh. uh, semiconductor company Arm has successfully debuted on the NASDAQ fund network. The stock has been offered at $51 for its IPO, but ended its first day of trading at $63.59. Arm went public. Crystal Dynamics has laid off 10 people, making it the latest Embracer-owned studio to downsize since its parents began restructuring. Another Embracer Studios. Never mind. Go ahead. Never mind. Never mind. That's a ter- I was going to say, did your parents have a restructure? <laughs> and they I did. I don't, I don't know what that actually means. <laughs> Another Embracer studio saw layoffs. Canadian-based developer Beamdog has laid off oh, 26 God, that's a great, staff. That's a great studio that's name. That's a pretty good name. I would love... Dude, can you imagine having like a Beamdog ID badge? That you badge it, like, I kind of want to see what their with? logo is. It better be like Neon Cat. Yeah. That's something as well. Um, Embracer CEO said there will be a few more cases of studio closure. Ooh, not good. Saber Interactive has announced that there will be no Nintendo Switch version of Evil Dead the game and development of new content for the game on other platforms has ended. Yep. Microsoft has announced that Chief Product Officer Panos Panay 
wild. Is departing the firm. Uh, Panay originally joined Microsoft in 2004. He moved up the ranks overseeing hardware development, including the Microsoft Surface, desktops, and other devices. Ahead of Payday 3's launch, Starbreeze Studios removed the anti-cheat and anti-tampering system uh, de nouveau. Weird. Rockstar Games has announced that players subscribe to its $5.99 GTA Plus membership on PS5 and Xbox Series consoles will now get access to a rotating assortment of classic titles, beginning with Grand Theft Auto The Trilogy Definitive Edition. Former Bioware General Manager Aaron Flynn said that he wishes Dragon Age had stuck to its PC modding-focused roots rather than chasing the cinematic vibe of Mass Effect. A fucking man, brother. Uh, Weta Workshop, or Weta Workshop, I don't know. This got fucking accents over it. I don't know. In partnership with publisher Private Division, teased a new game called The Tales of the Shire, or Tales of the Shire. Um, and it had, there was a short teaser that showed literally nothing. People are hyping it up, saying that it's uh, Lord of the Rings meets Animal Crossing. And I don't know where the fuck they're getting any of this from. People love the dream. They do love them dreams. But also that would be, like, doable. Yeah. You're managing a shire. You pick yeah. which hobbits get to hang out. Oh, for sure. I just, you know, hope for the best, prepare for the worst. Oh, 100%. 100%. Um, yeah. So that's that. Yeah. Uh, it's been seven days. What you been What you been up to? Uh, not a whole lot. I mentioned the book, reading the book, listening to the old book, booking, uh, watching some stuff. Um, watching Ahsoka, doing the old Star Wars thing. They're, we're in a different galaxy now. We're in a whole different galaxy. Yeah, I saw the I saw they ventured outside the galaxy, and I saw the Disney Plus prices are getting raised. Are they really? Yeah. Well, looks like I'm not watching Ahsoka anymore. I believe from eighty dollars a year to one hundred and forty. Holy dude! If that's that, legit, I, I saw that from McCaffrey. So I'm out. I didn't like look, but I believe that's true. So now it would be back down to like I'm doing it for a month at the end of the show's run, binge the show, done. Yeah. Um, that's really about it. Haven't had a chance to play any Starfield at all. Don't can't have you know consistent life in that way. Um, <laughs> priorities. Yeah, can't watch Formula One race this weekend because it's in Japan. So naturally, it's at like fucking like two a.m. or something. Yeah, one or two a.m. Um, and that's it. What have you been up to? Uh, been up to oh. World of Warcraft, a little bit of Starfield, and I'm in the fourth book in the Horus saga. Ooh, boy. So we're making progress. Nice. And when I say making progress, I mean, like, scratching the surface. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, making progress in the 700 tomes of... Tomes, yeah, which are multiple books. <laughs> yeah. So it's like 2,800. Wild, just wild. This is the first time that uh, I'm hearing of a different. So, book f- one through three, you follow the same roughly like characters the entire time. Okay. Uh, and then book four is 
bringing in an entirely other group to where like three ends essentially. Okay. So it's like I'm hearing all the other side of the story leading to that same point mm-hmm. or another part of the story. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, that's good. Um, but yeah, that's it. That's all I got. Yeah, I I, I got none. All right, perfect. Then we will see you in seven days. Goodbye. Toodle. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.